Hey gorgeous, it's Denise here and before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that I have a brand new version of my book, Chill and Prosper, coming out. You can get some incredible bonuses at denisedt.com slash prosper. This is the updated and expanded version of my book, Chillpreneur, with a brand new cover, brand new name, brand new case studies, and tons of incredible bonuses. Some of those bonuses are limited time, so make sure you go to denisedt.com slash prosper, grab your new copy of the book, and get all of your incredible bonuses as well. All right, enjoy today's episode. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, lovely. It's Denise here and welcome to Chill and Prosper, my podcast for talking about money, money blocks, money mindset stuff, uh, business marketing, all the good things to help you do things in an easier, more prosperous and chill way. So today it's a little bit of a like different thing for me to talk about, but it's so related to my work. Um, I, uh, we're talking about high school money blocks to clear. A lot of people talk about inner child work, you know, like uh, helping your inner child to learn to self-love and self-soothe and all these kind of things. But um, actually doing inner teen work is really powerful. Like inner teen work can absolutely shift a lot of things in your life and business because it's a very intense time of life, right? It's super intense. It's when your body's changing, things are shifting. And I see a lot of people uh, who are still dealing with money blocks because of their high school years. I'm seeing people with a lot of, like, honestly, a lot of uh, confidence and self-esteem issues that came from high school. And even if you didn't have a bad, quote unquote, bad high school time, uh, there's still a lot of benefit in doing this inner teen work. It can be a really powerful, powerful thing to do. Okay, so um, what I find for a lot of us as adults, often we have to unlearn things and we have to go back and heal parts of ourselves. And definitely, like if you're still figuring out who you are and what you do and finding your voice, I really highly recommend like going back and seeing who were you before before people told you you couldn't be that? Who were you when you were just kind of innocent and happy and doing things that excited you? And for some of you, that could be preteen, you know? Like it took me so long to overcome my resistance and imposter syndrome about writing. But I was writing when I was like 9, 10, 11, 12 years old with joy, with ease, uh, for fun, and excitement. And then, you know, sometimes then things happen at school that tell you you're not allowed to be that or you lose focus a little bit on some of the things that you loved. So there's there's a ton of unlearning, I think, for us all to do. And some of these will be more applicable to you than others, but like really start to think about how, you know, resistance and challenges that you're having in your business at the moment, how it can be related to some things you learned as a teenager. Okay, so I grew up, um, I'm Australian, if you haven't heard my accent, mate, I'm Aussie, mate, uh, but I grew up in Sydney, for starters, I went to DY Primary School, 
And then I moved to the Central Coast of New South Wales and I went to Brook Avenue Public School and the Entrance High School. Now, the Entrance High School was just a like normal public school. So was Brook Avenue. And, um, you know, like everyone was kind of very similar. Like we were, uh, I would say, lower middle class and there was a ton of people like me who had single parent families and low income families. And it was a really like it was a really great um, way to grow up. Um, I look at people who grew up like in America, like for me, I see American TV shows and things where um, high school feels like it's a very different beast, I think, than it is in Australia. But uh, it's so funny. As I said, my my primary school, Brook Avenue, I was remembering the school song and I have to sing it to you because it's actually really funny. You know that, um, believe it or not, that song? So that was our school song. So I have to sing it. I'm ha- Sorry, I have to. It went, believe it or not, it's Brook Avenue School. It's going to be even better soon. Gold and grey are our colours, you know. What could it be? Yes, it's Brook Avenue School. It was so cool. And I remember every... And there was like another freaking chorus about it. But um, so, yeah, growing up, like I was never like super cool, but I wasn't like super uncool. I was kind of just in the middle. And I still have a ton of money blocks from school. So if you're someone who... um, school was a traumatic experience, it is so worth dealing with this stuff. I see people who are bullied at school and it really impacts their self-esteem, their confidence, their ability to be visible. I see people who are popular um, but their friends turned against them and that creates issues and all sorts of things. So I'll, let me just quickly tell you mine and then I'll go through some other things that I that I saw. So big thing that I had to unlearn was being called bossy. Now, I don't remember it so much at primary school, but it really kicked in in high school. I was on the debate team, the yearbook team, the, um, I don't know, school leader stuff. Um, I was vice captain of my primary school. My captain was Christy Munnery, my beautiful friend Christy. Um, So I was always kind of a bit of a leader. And I can see this playing out now in my youngest, Piper. So she is such a strong personality and she's like me. She just likes to kind of tell people what to do. And um, we were just walking along yesterday and she goes, I'm not bossy. And I was thinking, where did that come from? And it comes already from school. You know, at the time of me recording this, she's three and a half. She's already been called bossy. What the heck? And I said, no, you're a leader. She goes, I'm a leader. And I said, anytime someone calls you bossy, you tell them, no, I'm a leader. Because I really want to instill that in her because it took me so long to unlearn that bossy feeling. Um, I did not hire anyone in my business for years because I didn't want to be called bossy. I didn't want to set boundaries in my Facebook group because I didn't want to be called bossy. I didn't want anyone to think I was too good or, you know, I don't know. I remember someone saying, oh, you think you know everything. And I was kind of like, but I kind of do. I'm sorry, but I'm really smart. And I actually do know this better than you. Um, But there was just something there about don't be too like, don't be too smart or don't tell everyone you know the answer, like hold yourself back. So if that's you, like that is absolutely something to unlearn. Like it's safe for me to be the boss. It's safe for me to be in charge. 
and really see how that is impacting you in your business today, whether you're not putting yourself forward for things, um, you're not taking charge, you're not hiring people, you're not telling, maybe you do have a team, but you're not telling them what you want them to do. You're afraid of um, like being the leader and setting the agenda. So that's absolutely a big one for so many of us as entrepreneurs to let go of. Okay, here's another big one that I hear all the time. Um, people who are afraid to shine because shining and being the center of attention was an extremely negative experience for them at school. So whether you got the lead in the school play or a boy liked you and or a girl liked you and someone wasn't happy about that or you got an award or someone was jealous of you, then that can absolutely impact you today. Maybe you hold yourself back from visibility. Maybe you don't want to outshine other people in your family. You don't want to outshine your friends. You don't want to make more money than your mentor. Um, it could be something like that where you just were told that, hey, you're, you're, a, you're such a show off. You know, you always have to be the center of attention. Um, it could be something even from like your report card, you know, that you were like that in, in class. Or maybe it was just something that happened within your friendship group and they, they weren't happy about it. Now, um, I talked about bullying and I think there's so much um, healing to be done from being bullied because it can be so cruel. It can be so horrible. Um, my husband, Mark, was bullied at school too. And, you know, it did impact him for a long time because he just, it wasn't safe for him to be himself. So if you were bullied about things like the way you looked um, a disability that you might have had or a like your appearance or something that made you different, that can be extremely painful now to be honest about that or to accept that about yourself, to think, oh, okay, well, I'm not super skinny, so I can't, I can't be on camera because everyone will bully me. And at school, we, well, especially for my school, like, like the hot girls were like surfer girls who were very skinny and they were blonde, right? So there was one ideal of beauty at school. And yes, definitely there still is that, right? There's still so many like binary depictions of what success can look like. But on the other side of that, we live in a world where difference can be celebrated and there's so much more acceptance about just being who you are, loving who you are. And I really want you to heal that part of yourself that might feel shame still about who you are and what you look like. Because we live in a world now where you don't have to just be friends with the people in your town, in your school. Uh, the whole world is open to you and there'll be there'll be people and customers and followers and friends and listeners and audience who will love you for who you are absolutely love you. Okay, so uh, I've got heaps more to share about high school money blocks and I will be right back after this very quick break. Hi, my name's Danielle and I am a dog mom living in the suburbs of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I joined um, the Money Boot Camp a couple of years ago and for me, the biggest mental shift I had to make was allowing myself to earn more than my dad had earned and uh, working through the book boot camp uh, exercises I was able to not only negotiate myself from 
just under six figures to well towards a quarter of a million dollars a year um, in salary and bonus compensation, I was able to also negotiate a departure uh, from that same role so that now I can start my business as a career coach and professional career mentor. So I am super grateful to Denise and to um, everybody in the boot camp for all the inspiration, especially Mara, who is there all the time and uh, lifts our spirits. So thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, welcome back. So even thinking about this might be quite painful for you, especially if you didn't have a good time at high school. And, you know, my heart goes out to you absolutely because it can be uh, so painful and so damaging to experience bullying at school and because it feels really real at the time. You know, it's such a short period of your life, especially high school. It's only really a couple of years, but it can impact you for life. Okay, so I, I talked about the bossy thing, like safe to shine, bullying about your appearance or any differences that you might have uh, away from the norm of what was considered cool at your school. Okay, a couple of other things. So if you had um, learning difficulties at school, that can absolutely uh, give you money blocks now, right? So I, w- I wasn't very good at math at school. I had to have a tutor and I really had this perception for a long time that I wasn't good at numbers. And then I took that one further. I'm not good with money, you know. And so even now, like I, I still have to use my calculator for everything. I, I use my calculator on my phone to do very simple sums because I'm still not good at math, but I'm really freaking good with money nowadays. Um, I love earning money, but I equated that high school uh, like difficulty with money. Okay. I also had undiagnosed ADHD. I only dis- like really discovered that diagnosis as an adult, even though it was incredibly apparent. It's just that everyone in my family had it, and so I didn't think that I had it. I thought I was the normal one, <laughs> and I thought I was just disorganized or something like that. So I have to unlearn so many things around that undiagnosed ADHD, like, oh, I'm a lazy person. Oh, I'm just not good at that particular thing. Oh, I'm disorganized. Um, ditto, it could be dyslexia for you. You know, it could be something like that where you didn't like reading books at school and so you feel guilty reading audiobooks, you know, because they're like, well, that's not real. That's not real. You might have a story that you're not smart enough. You might have a story that, um, I don't know, that no one will accept you if you were if you were honest about some things that you struggle with. So there's there's so much stuff, right? Um, and I really highly recommend you go and look at your high school report cards and I did this only recently and it was like you know Denise is really clever but she doesn't apply herself Denise is is really smart but she's not organized enough in class Um, and I have a lot of compassion now for that girl because you know she was living often in chaotic situations because you know I think my mum has ADHD too and she was doing the best she could with no help and understanding around ADHD. I fell through the cracks like so many women do, so many girls do. And so one thing that was really cool about that though is like Denise always is talking in class and I'm like, hey, that's what I do now. (laughs) I talk. And, you know, some people go, oh, I don't know how you could sit and film so many videos in a row or film so many podcasts. And I was like, yeah, go look at my pod, uh, go have a look at my report cards. 
Like I was born to do this. I could talk underwater. And that was a sense that gave me a sense of shame for a long time. Oh, you're so talkative. Oh God, you, you miss talk a lot, miss chatterbox. And now I'm like, hey, every word spilling out of my mouth makes me money. Every single word makes me money. Um, so that's a really fun thing to do is to go and look at your report card and see what you can transmute. You know, if someone called you flaky, oh gosh, you know, she's always got so many ideas. Well, great. Someone can pay you for that now. You can be an ideas consultant for other people. You know, oh gosh, she was always, um, you know, nurturing and taking care of everyone else. Yeah, well, that probably makes you an amazing um, holder of space for people. You know, oh, she was really quiet. Yeah, cool. Well, that maybe is something that's like, is your superpower your quietness, your deliberate um, attitude to, you know, your deep listening for people. Oh, you know, she, he or she was always the life of the party. They were the life of the party. Yeah, good. That's what makes you such a great connector of people. That's what makes your Facebook group the, the, the place to hang out. And, of course, if you were bullied, then I'm sure your compassion for other people is just off the charts, you know. So there's, um, there's a lot of things you can transmute there. But if you do need any deep healing, I really highly recommend going to get some therapy, like especially if you were super severely bullied. Um, that kind of pain can really live with you and it's absolutely worth like going and getting some proper therapy around it so you're not constantly living in that you know, in that space. It could bring up fight or flight or everyone's going to reject me or anything like that. Uh, really amp up your imposter syndrome or make you fearful about uh, releasing things in your business. But here's something that I did that was just such a cool experience. So I love, as I said, I love inner child work. I've done a ton of inner child work. Uh, if you're listening and you're a money boot camper, go to the bonus section. There's a, a meditation about healing your inner child. There's some really great stuff there. But, um, and I like bought my inner child a little teddy bear and like, you know, did lots of work around it, right? Heaps and heaps. So I was like, what do I do for my inner teen? How do I like heal this part of myself that's still so pained about those high school years? Um, so I bought my inner teen some cool stuff. I actually went into a store that like I didn't ever feel cool enough to go into and I never had those cool clothes. And in Australia, that's Billabong for me, like the, the surfwear company. I was like, my inner teen would have loved like a Billabong swimsuit, a Billabong bag, like just some cool stuff. And that's probably why I still dress a little bit like a teenager sometimes um, because my inner teen was like so starved of cool stuff and my inner teen was so starved of like self-care um, because I didn't know how to do it. So what would your inner teen need? And it could even just be like a little talisman for a little bit, like something you put on your keychain or a sticker or a store or an experience. And you can just sit with it for a while. Like I really felt myself walking alongside of that inner teen and you know I would just send her love and just be like you're enough you're enough you're safe it's safe for you and kind of gave myself those words that I probably would have needed at like you know 15 16 17 you're enough you're smart you're clever you, it's okay for you to be a boss it's okay for you to be smart all those things um so whatever it is for you you can do that you can Give yourself permission to be the star of your own show. 
to be um, like the center of attention, to be the boss, to be the chatterbox who turns words into cash, <laughs> to use your um, cleverness and your abilities to help other people, to be fabulous exactly as you are, right? So if you've been just dialing everything down because you're ashamed um, or you still live with that bullying thing, what if you just dialed it up and you allowed yourself to be as like beautiful and fabulous as possible? It could be a hobby that you had to give up in high school, like maybe your parents didn't have any money for you to ride horses or take dance lessons, or you had to give up um, like playing soccer or something like that, you know, you had to give it up. Or um, you just weren't allowed to explore some parts. You always had to study and you weren't allowed to go out, go to nightclubs or go to shows or something like that. You know, like what would your inner teen love to go and be and do and have because that will really fill up that fill up that little spot and um just give yourself permission to to make more money as you are now as an adult without that teen angst still living within you and i you know these things they might sound trite but they're not like it's just letting go of old programming that will make you just run so much more efficiently. It's like an old computer, right, that's running all these old programs. Let go of some of them and it suddenly gives you all this bandwidth to go, wow, I actually, like, I have always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do that. And um, it'll be really cool. So I would love to hear. I love hearing your stories. Um, I want to hear your high school money blocks that you want to clear and let go of. And what what did you miss out on? What would you like to experience to really fulfill that inner teen missing part of you yeah let me know I'm at Denise DT on every social media account and I want to hear I want to hear your teen stories please and don't go away because I've got one more final thought right at the end okay see you in a sec Hey beautiful, my name is Kathy Feenan. I live in Newcastle, New South Wales, and I'm a success mindset coach for overwhelmed entrepreneurs. I read Get Rich Lucky Bitch this year after I found it on Denise's website and pretty much stalking her for a while now. Two things that really stood out for me were firstly, I learned how to feel abundance so I could attract more abundance into my life and Denise showed me how it was possible to grow my business and still enjoy a successful life with ease and flow. I also learned so much about pricing. I was undercharging and setting my prices based on what was acceptable and the norm for coaches. And after the book, I increased my prices for my time and continued launching new packages. And now I earn so much more. I highly recommend Denise's book to anyone who wants to break through limiting money beliefs and what's possible for you, your income, and your business for the highest good of all. Hi, and welcome back. Uh, this is my final thought, and it is about comparisonitis and how painful it can be to be comparing you and your life to somebody else and someone else's business. It's so painful. Um, and I'll tell you what I do to shield myself a little bit from it. So if there's someone who triggers me and makes me feel less than, I unfollow them or I mute them. And 
it's totally safe for you to do that, right? Like there could be lessons in it. Yes, everyone's a mirror, blah, blah, blah. But some people like it's just not a nice energy to feel that, right? So that's one of the first things I can do. I also don't really look too much at my competitors. I don't read their books. Um, I, I don't follow them. And not because I'm not supportive of other people in my industry. Gosh, heaps of people talk about money mindset. But it's more that I don't want my voice to be influenced by their voice. And I want us just to be able to be very clear in our own individual voices. And I don't want to start comparing my stuff to them unfavorably. Um so the other thing, though, is that I love following people who are successful and who are who have a quality that I want to emulate, you know, so it's totally safe for you to see those versions of success and and go, wow, that's possible for me as well. And this is particularly important if you've got a story about something about yourself that you can't change, right? Like the color of your skin or your age um, or your height even. I've even heard people have stories about their hair, like, oh, I've got curly hair, I can't be wealthy. Um, but if you can follow people like that who um, aren't necessarily competitors of yours, but they showcase for you that it's possible for you as well, that's the best form of comparisonitis, right? Because you go, wow, if they can do it, maybe I can do it. Wow, if she can do that with that accent, that's like mine, maybe I can do it as well. Oh, wow, if he can do that and he's just, you know, showing up exactly how he is, maybe that's something that you need to see, that you need to see. So a little affirmation for you could be, it's just safe for me to be me. It's safe for me to be me. And every time I've seen someone and I've felt a little bit of jealousy, I say to myself, good things are happening to me too. My lucky break is just around the corner. So that, that might help for you as well. All right. I love to hear from you as always. Send me your ahas. Um, comment on when I post this on Instagram and I want to hear what comes up for you. All right, gorgeous. Have an amazing week. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.